Welcome back, everybody, to a new and exciting episode of the Music on Deck podcast. We're so happy that you guys joined us today. Uh, I am Dave Dinsmore. I'm a music producer as well as an engineer and a former manager of a recording studio as well as a vocal coach and, gosh, all kinds of stuff. I'm here with my co-host, Alex Maglione. Alex, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Uh, engineer, mixer, producer. Uh, doing a lot of mixing this week. I, I feel like, like I said, it's always a rotation. So uh, oh, for sure. yeah, this week I'm playing mixer for sure. So uh, doing, doing grinding on, on a, on a, on a mix. I mean, it's busy it's, guy. Yeah, <laughs> Mix I'm sure. working right now is over a hundred tracks, you know, I'm digging. So yeah. <laughs> trying to coordinate this, I tell you, it's great. It's a blessing <laughs> and a curse with someone who's always busy. So that's Alex for you. We we're both essentially taking with this podcast. We take original concepts, original material from bands, artists, singers, gosh, anybody who's got something that they would really love to have a professional perspective on and they send it in and we kind of just give them the blunt, honest truth about it, how you can improve, maybe how you don't need to improve, how it's amazing. Uh, we really love to kind of critique. And this is what, I mean, gosh, Alex, you and I did in my office, how many times at Sound Kitchen? Oh I mean, yeah, hundreds was, of times. This is what we do naturally, whether right. we'd be filming it or not or recording it or not. This is this is kind of what, what you and I do. So we said, you know what, screw it. Let's put it on tape, see what happens. Uh, yeah. So uh, this week, Alex, our on-deck featured artist is Matt Long. And uh, he is 34 considers his music as sort of an interesting mix of pop folk and Americana, which is interesting. Uh, he's a California boy living here in Nashville. So we love that. He's been writing for about six years and we're going to now hear his single called 1995. So let's give it a listen. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What a time be alive back in 1995 riding bikes with my friends after school it was an ordinary day when those green eyes looked my way I slipped back him and I felt so cool oh it feels like heaven here on earth I never knew my worth until that day oh my heart burning with desire and the spark into a fire Come with me We'll sing
right. That was Matt Long with his yeah. single 1995. Very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you a little bit of thoughts that I had, Alex. Um, mm-hmm. uh, interesting intro. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, I'm a vocalist at heart. So, you know, I definitely love harmonies. Um, but, uh, but again, I'll say... There are some things that I've learned through recording so much. You're going to say you had a problem with that intro? <laughs> well, I'm saying the harmonies are a little too early. Oof. Um, it, I don't know. Well, for, for, for me, you know, uh, they're pretty, man. I, you know, I, I hate I hate downing them on any level, but, but, but it had this very sort of too early vibe um there are some rules and and listen you can certainly break the rules you can certainly have some creative license but i'm very much um an advocate for a lot of harmonies and because i'm so over harmony that i've really made myself conform to that sort of don't do it in the first verse Mm. and um so so it was a little early for me, um, but what immediately kind of came out to me were kind of the canned drums and the bass. Um, you know, those were seemed like MIDI triggers of some kind to me. I don't know if those were real, um, but 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 listen, my note is I love the harmonies. I love them. I just okay. <laughs> but I just felt like they were a little too early for 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 my opinion, and I felt like I heard the tails. Another thing that you're gonna get, you're gonna hear me mention all the time. I don't like to hear tails, man. Um, that's just an engineering thing where there's a subtlety and I'm not saying you can't have any harmonies in the first verse at all, but I'm saying they need to be muted, um, in a way that there is a crescendo to sort of a mountain. It's a mountain and I wanted there to be a peak and I want there to be uh, sort of valleys. And when you hit me with it immediately, um, I just wanted to be a little quieter. I I'm guess shaking I my head. I'm shaking my head. All right, all right. You're gonna get your chance. Tell me how wrong I am. I appreciate <laughs> that. So, uh, to to me, they were too early. They were too loud. Uh, I hear the tails. I hate hearing the tails on stuff. Um, but I will say the other thing for me, okay, are the ooze, and this is gonna go completely against what Alex knows. I have said for years, okay, but. Ooze are awesome, and Dave will load his sessions with ooze. Alec, Alex, you know, you can back me up on this, but the ooze are pretty, but they have to say something, okay? For me, lyrically, they have to have a point. There has to be a reason you're saying ooh, and to me, there were so many of them. It's a missed opportunity for lyrical content. You have so little time to say what you mean to say. When you spend half of it saying, ooh, I don't really think I really understand what you mean. It's pretty and it's sonically pretty, but um, I do have to say the ooze were something that were too much for me. And I didn't understand why they were there. You know, we're saying, ooh, you're saying, ooh, what's the point of it? What's the point? Lyrically, I need to know your content. I need to understand why it's there. And it was overdone, in my opinion. So um, V2, I would say as well, there was a broken flow. There's a flow to it that kind of leaned itself to that typical overproduction that I've mentioned before where I kind of go, it's not that I don't like the idea, all right? It's not that I don't like your song is full of ideas, but man, when you break the flow of the song, this had a freaking like Toto theme for me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it had Mm -hmm. a sort of like African sort of, you know, Toto vibe, um, uh, that I really liked and yet there were certain elements that broke me out of it and one of it was when you broke everything down in the verse two um, it, which lends itself to, to, to the overproduced you know don't break the flow have I, original ideas have individual parts but you don't have to stop the whole flow of the song to get that across um, the other thing I'll say is I, I love the cello I mean, I'm sure you heard it too, Alex. I mean, mm-hmm. the cello, very, very cool. But you know what, man? Again, ooh means nothing if you don't make it mean something. Ooh is a vibe, is an emotion, but but you have to explain to us as the listener, why are you saying ooh so much? What does it mean? What is it conveying? Um, I also have to say, man, I do not like the ending 
what did you do with that ending? It was a, my note is bad ending. Uh, I didn't really have much more descriptive other than bad ending. Um, you know, what, what's crazy is the, the vocal um, is not, n- not bad at all. Uh, I liked his vocals. I, I think this is a, a really good singer, you know, but it had like a Neil Diamond kind of vibe to me, you know, <clears throat> sort of that uh, live, you know, everywhere around the world, the coming to America. It had this sort of like, I don't know, over kind of enunciation and stuff. And if that's how he sounds great. Uh, but it had a Neil Diamond sort of production vibe to it mixed with an, african-esque uh, again confusion when when there's confusion as your listener we kind of are trying to dissect it and understand where you're coming from i was confused uh through most of it to be honest with you um <clears throat> when i hear tales they they certainly distract from uh my my attention process and so uh not bad i i i'm, I'm listing all the bad things i i didn't i don't want to say that i don't like it um, I think this was definitely a passing effort, as Alex knows, a certain score is you know kind of based on, okay, this is a fail, or this is a pass. No, no, no. This was passing. Uh, this was good. Uh, I just, I think there are some elements to the production, and, and honestly, the songwriting. You know, ooze are an easy way to get out of trying to define a moment. To me, as a lyricist, I wanted you to, to um, sort of define those moments for me. What, what do you mean by ooh? What does ooh mean? You know, is there a lyric that can fit there better that informs me as your listener why your lyrics are saying what they're saying? And I felt like for me it wasn't. So for me, it's gonna be a six-two. Still Jeez. a pass is still a passing grade, still a passing grade. Uh, but this is where I can't wait to hear how Alex is in, he, you're gonna destroy me right now, aren't you? I mean, I've been sitting here shaking my head the whole time. I love it. I'm I just love it. Patiently waiting my turn. Yes. Because to Hit me, with it. I'm going to start exactly where you started. The way this thing started, I was like, yes. Oh, I said, no. What, I said, what a start. I said, I love the harmonies. I ah. immediately felt like, I immediately felt like, all right, where are we going from here? Because we are being set up. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, like just soloed harmonies. Where can we go from here? I love the dude's voice. Um, very comforting to listen to. Um, and, and kind of, and, and I'm going to say this, Dave, I challenge you to go back and listen again. Um, because I feel no. like, I feel, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I feel like, uh, I feel like everything was, was in the right place. The vibe was correct. And, and I feel like there was a story in the song. I feel like, you know, he, he says, um, beautiful song they were singing and that's where the ooze come in. And it's kind of this, like, it's kind of this, um, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's like a visual, um, reflective, um, thing when the ooze come in, Oh, they were singing. Ooh. So it's kind of like a call and answer or kind of a description and then a, um, a replay of what was being described, at least, at least how it came off to me. Um, dude, this sounds like a movie soundtrack. This sounds like, um, this sounds like something that should be in like a, um, in a Disney movie, um, you know, kind of change of scene change of, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just a change, a change, a change is coming. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Um, like in a scene change in a, in a Disney movie like that, it's, it's just, it, that's what it felt like. Uh, I felt like, like you said, it felt like, honestly, if there was, if they were going to remake, uh, um, Lion King again, now we've seen the original, we've seen this re the, we've seen the two digital remakes, whatever they're to make it again. I feel like this was something that could be in it. At, at, at some point through some sort of um animated movie um that, that's where i was immediately taken i multiple times through the song when it came out to that harmony part i was putting my hand in the air i was like yes okay yes um also for for home production for a home production so this was produced um with he, he said with his buddy alex amato um in his home studio for a home production this slaps like this is this is unreal especially when you're talking about like in in the the ilk that i'm putting it in like this guy 
this guy, Matt, and, uh, you know, I don't know if this is what all of Matt's stuff sounds like, but at the very least, this producer, Alex, I mean, this guy should be, he should be seeking out sync licenses. He should be seeking out how to get his productions into movies, into TV shows, into commercials, um, you know, um, intros to radio shows, um, all of that type of thing. Sync licensing is where this guy needs to go. I can tell, I can tell you, this guy may not be a producer who's trying to produce, you know, your radio hits. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like from what I just heard, that is the quality of somebody who can sit down, you know, with, you know, and, and maybe, and that's the thing, I don't know who came to who first with this. I don't know if Matt came to him with like, okay, I've got a song written, let's put music to it, or I've got lyrics, or if the producer, you know, put like, uh, composed this and then Matt wrote mm-hmm. to it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. This guy, I feel like you could say, okay, we've got this animated movie coming out, um, you know, about this kid who, who, you know, say, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Interesting. Pick, yeah, yeah, pick yeah. an interesting story, you know, an interesting yeah. story. He's he's on a journey to find something or whatever. You stick this right in the middle yeah, of that no, movie. I can in see the, that. Yeah, in the that. moment where he's like, you know, stumbling upon something or he's starting to pick up bread, bread the breadcrumbs of like, okay, there's hope. That's what this song feels like to me. Um, I I felt like the timing was, was really, really good. Um, I didn't want it to end. Um, when it got towards the end, I, I was ready for the next part of the journey. You know, I was ready for like, okay, take me somewhere oh. else. you know and that's and that's again a testament to that producer you know like i want to hear what the next song on that project is you know i want to hear something else like that you know tell me what what is the next part of the story um so yeah i mean i it yes you know to go back to your point about the production does it sound quote-unquote canned yes i mean it sounds all of that sounds like all midi um you know there was there was some stuff in there you know maybe some mm-hmm. guitar and, and whatnot that yeah. obviously we know is was definitely played in maybe the bass too um but everything else was was for sure triggered or or, or midi um but top notch i will say i mean like those the the in the box sounds those were good sounds those were not your guitar sure. band sounds those were not yeah. your stock logic sounds um also the mix the mix for for what you were working with was perfect i mean it was on point there was nothing that i heard in that mix that i was like oh that's too loud or oh i wish i had heard more of this or oh you know that that sounded a little corny or didn't sound real or anything like that i had nothing like that in yeah, the I, had, song. I had no mixed notes either so i, I agree no mixed notes yeah so um you know and, and it's interesting this you know you talk you talk more about it than i do but on the scale on the gradient scale i'm kind of fighting with myself of where do I want to put this? You know, because this is this is a soon yeah. to be released and possibly released by the time this episode comes out single. Um it done in a home studio, you know. But my my gut and my score, I think, reflects just kind of where I am in the middle of all that thought. Um, my score is an eight point eight, um, which wow! is pretty, yeah, pretty high on my on my range. But I mean it, it's because of that. I mean, you could you you could literally I could have sat down and watched a movie with my son or or Paw Patrol or or whatever. And that song could have been in there. And I would have thought nothing. I would have not thought it was out of place. Wow. I would have not thought it sounded weird or corny or any of that. So an eight, eight, that's a, a, a big score wow. especially for something coming out of a home studio like this and in and, and, and early on single. So great job, Matt. I think that is dope. I think you and your producer have something going. I think you should explore that lane, do some more stuff like this, you know, and find a publisher who is looking for, for sync. That's what, if I, if I am enlightening you right now, please let me sync licensing is what you need to go after with, with (laughs) a song like that. Um, And Alex, the producer as well. If this is just you two, you know, kind of coming together on this, then great. But man, you have a future or, it, it, maybe you have me fooled. Maybe you're already doing this. If you're not, though, you should be. Sync licensing. You need to get some of that music into into animated movies. Uh, you know, TV, kids TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You name it. That's where that goes. So yeah, big score, eight point eight for for Matt, wow. Matt Long. Um, only only let me just one more thing. The only thing I guess the the only negative thing I will say about it is I don't know how it's related to 1995. 
the name of the song. I don't know. <laughs> right, um, right, right. I, I have no clue. But mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 was a great song. Great job, Matt. I'm going to go check out some of your other stuff because maybe your other stuff is is more quote unquote pop or, um, you know, uh, actual um, something that I would think would go on the radio. This this to me is not a radio song, but it is the next best thing. It is something that could be played in a movie that could sell millions of copies and, and you know, in, in, you know, that, that type of song. So great job, Matt. Um, I, I love this song. It was, it was really, really cool. It's not, it's not something I'm going to put in my favorites playlist, but I was listening to the saying like, man, I can see a movie playing in my head to the song. And, and like I said, kind of that scene change, kind of that, like starting to pick up breadcrumbs of, of whatever the, the journey that the main character or group is going through really, really cool. So, so great job again. Wow. Wow. Big score, big score from Alex. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I mean, because, because I mean, a lot of me, um, at the same time, I I sit back and I go, you know, you give me, I mean, do you want to change your score or what? No, 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 no. I would never change my score. I think it's a solid six, two. Uh, and let me tell you why, (laughs) as we enter into the new year, as we enter into 2023, I have decided to change my scoring to be much harsher than it was in 2022. Um, I feel like if it's not something that I'm going to put on my favorites list, or if it's not something I'm going to buy personally, it's going to be a low score. Now that's just me. That's my personal rating that has nothing to do with Alex's. And I will say that although I disagree with my co-host, I will say that I think he's a hundred percent correct in that. I immediately assume what I'm grading, Alex, is meant to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And that's why it got such a low score for me. Now, if you were to tell me, grade this on a child's cartoon or a uh, licensing deal to movies, oh, it's way higher. Way okay. higher. So so I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think this is 100% uh, something that I could see licensed to a Disney movie or a child's cartoon or some, I mean, hundred percent. Now, now we're talking something different. I'm immediately assuming if it was submitted to us, um, that it's something that is going to be radio ready and something on the, I don't know. I, I don't see an audience for this. It's not that this is a bad product for me. It's that this is, I, I don't know how to sell this I, I, as somebody who who's looking for Spotify plays on singles. This doesn't match up at all. Well, yeah, I mean, but, genre- but well, you, you brought up a great point, which is change that, change that mentality to a visual audio movie licensing well mm. now we're talking something completely different in which case i would change my my score because i think you're entirely correct yeah, i think I this think is his... go ahead yeah no 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 go on go on i mean his his genre right there i think was was very uh reflective of what this is you know what he yeah. considers music he said pop folk americana what yeah, like I that doesn't know. make any sense no that makes but, no sense dude but just scribble that out and just put, you know, uh, uh, sync, you know, sync. Um, well, good sync on you or for movie or whatever, because I mean, <laughs> that is it right there. That is cinematic. Yeah. Well, That's I took him is. at his word. Pop folk yeah. Americana. You show me one of those genres and what we just heard. I, right. I don't exactly. hear it. No, but, but, but you're right. Throw that out the window. Talk about licensing to, to mm-hmm. movies. I don't care if it's freaking avid. Yeah amazing with that but but to me it was not presented to me as a sort of sort of you know uh critique in that environment so so props to you for for hearing outside of the box if you're going to change the story to this become the next you know child's you know cartoon uh that sort well yes that that makes a lot more sense i i, I guess immediately my limited scope was okay if this is on iTunes, would I buy it? And, and and this is not just Matt Long. This is not a bad song. Matt, I'm not crapping on your dream. I, I'm only saying that as I go into our podcast into 2023, uh, I'm going to start to view things as would I buy this personally? Sure. 
does this connect with me personally? Am I going to spend money on it? And my answer to that is no, which is why your score is low for me. That does not at all mean that my co-host pointing out that this has massive movie and cartoon licensing potential is wrong at all because I completely agree with them. Uh, I just, I, I look at it in, in, in the scope of like, would I buy the single on iTunes? No, I wouldn't. And that's why you got the score you got, but man, Alex, great for, for kind of coming in with a different vision. I, I see it. I definitely see it, man. I hear, I hear what you're yeah, saying. I mean, it's yeah. To me that I was, Right off the bat, I mean, the that's that's kind of where I was taking. Okay, it. I'm glad it kind of followed through, you know. And, and I just, can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with it. I can't say. And listen, I'd be the first one to tell Alex he's crazy. Um, if I felt he was crazy, I think he's onto something here. I think that's actually what you just painted for me makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's just not something I'd buy as a single on iTunes. So I, I guess that's totally get it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no. some people don't. I mean, that's like I said, there. That's not really a genre. I'll be honest. Right. Well, I'll, that's, be right that's, I'll be that's right what I'm there. Saying. Next to you. I'll be right there next to you. And, you know, rarely, where does that fit? Well, yeah. And rarely do I go to, a, you know, go to or see a movie. You know, I may go and love a movie, but I, I'm, I'm not necessarily going and being like, all right, I got to go buy or find the soundtrack. That soundtrack. You know, right. there's occasionally now, I've, you know, like we've talked about in the past, Hamilton, you know, a song or two, you On know, um, I've got, you know, some other, a few songs from from a few other, you know, maybe a the opera here or you know. yeah, or those type of things in some playlists that I have. But it's definitely not, you know, something that I'm making a regular thing, you know, and, and but some people are some people are. But um, but yeah, so I can understand kind of where you're coming from about it. Um, but I, I'm here to tell you or here, you know, here to to put that in its place. And, and I'm glad I was able to kind of to, I like to, it. To, to at least, you know, paint a picture for the song. So, um, yeah, again, great job, Matt um, and, and Alex. I mean, I think, you know, from a production standpoint, you have a future in that realm for sure, for sure. Well, and, and I'll say, you know, my score is also graded on a curve based on the fact that you two did that on your own, you know, so I'm not deducting your canned music. I'm not deducting right. what you're able to do in a production studio. I, I think it's great. I mean, I agree with Alex. I think what sounds he got. Being yeah. in what environment he has is 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 pretty special. But you know, again, I look at again, if this was just a single out on iTunes, I don't see people buying it. But yeah, man, I agree. I, in, I could agree with you. That. Had I in licensing, that. Yeah. whoa, that's a whole nother ballpark. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hundred percent, sure. man. Hundred percent. All right. So great, man. Good scores. I mean, look, even it may seem like a six two, that's still passing on my scale. Alex is much higher on it appreciate all of the feedback and, and, and uh, you know, again, us, you know, scoring, we're always in support of you. We hope you push forward. We hope you find your niche. We hope that this informs you on maybe the direction to go. Maybe, maybe this isn't something that you, you know, you throw on as a single for somebody's iPod, but you actually start licensing to, 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 yeah. to movies. The minute he said that, I suddenly went, I know exactly what he's talking about. And that makes a lot more sense. Of course, I'm looking at it through a, you know, iTunes single release. Sure. Man, yeah. Alex is 100% right. This could be right in movies immediately. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I feel like that's a great, great assessment. Uh, in the vein of that, Matt Long, great song. Uh, Alex, what? is your Maglione minute what are we learning about today hey. i tell you what yeah i mean oh, again here it comes I, I was well i was like in the middle of all of that you know even listening to that song i was snickering to myself again because somehow you wrote something just like it didn't you yeah, no well somehow we keep finding our way to like we didn't <laughs> i we, we did not set it up like this we did not set it up like this but i'm about I to love talk, it i'm about to talk about something disney related Oh it's on it's like it's crazy how did these two things align like i we did not um if y'all think great. i'm joking now that's great not. Dave tells you all the time we don't tell each other what we're about to talk about you know we just kind of have these topics that we've you know kind of put away and i literally jot them down and most i have time no idea what he's about order. to say yeah so. and i just i just do them in order so um kind of it's okay let me get into this um it's it's i'm in an interesting place about it i haven't you know, our, our, our podcast community doesn't really, if they know some of my credits or, 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 um, you know, have followed me a little bit may know, but I feel like most probably don't people close to me know. Um, okay. I spent, 
weeks. I spent weeks, probably three to four weeks through COVID um, in 2020, uh, working on the new Epcot nightly show at uh, Disney World. Uh, called, you tell me this. Yeah. yeah, called Harmonious. So um, cool. Yeah. Uh, really, really amazing music. I mean, it's it's music from so many of our favorite Disney movies um, that, you know, that that kind of encompass what Epcot really is from all around the world, you know, different types of music. And in this show, Harmonious takes you on that journey around the world through Disney soundtrack music. Um, it was it was a really cool thing to be a part of. I got to record all of the all of the um, choir that is that is on the whole show and project. Um, so the show basically we worked on it through COVID, um, and it was it debuted basically at the same time as Disney started their 50th anniversary you know celebration, um, which started last October. So it was October 2021 was when they kind of um, kicked that off. And so the show is, is this big, spectacular nightly show with fireworks and water and lights and, and music and, and, a, and kind of a, you know, set into all of that, a video board kind of playing this, this show of Harmonious. I haven't seen it in person. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, and here's where I'm going to break it down. Sadly, uh, in April, I believe it is the start of, end of March, start of April. Disney is deciding to flush that hundred sixty million dollars right down the drain. No. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, oh, bro. Yeah, definitely some uh, unfortunate news that I just got. Um. Um. And again, this kind of goes back to this is a little bit of a moment here. Um. As y'all kind of, if y'all listen to, if y'all listen to last week's episode, I kind of talked about, you know, what it's like to kind of be a part of something that, you know, is is on the radio and, and, you know, is big. This is another great opportunity I've had over the last, it's been three years now to work with Disney um, and work on, I've worked on three, three separate projects for them now. Um, that was the, the first one that I had ever done. Um, and actually, ironically, and how I kind of found out about this, I've been in the studio um, a few days last week working on a I can't speak about it but a, a up-and-coming Disney project um, with the same team to which they kind of spilled the beans about this and they're like oh yeah that's they're they're canceling it in in April and we and multiple of us who worked on that the harmonious project were sitting in the room and kind of were like what um, including me uh, the other engineer um, some of the singers we were just like, wait, like you, you gotta be kidding me, you know? And, um, yeah, so it was, you know, and, and, and I don't know, it's, it's when it became a thing, it was a, it, it seemed like a really great idea. Um, and, and, you know, I, 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 my family lives in, in, uh, Florida and I was like, you know what, like, this would be really, really cool. An opportunity to go take my son, take my family and go see this thing, you know, and being uh-huh. be able to stand there and say, you know, you know, daddy worked on this, you know, like, really really cool you know just another one of those kind of cool moments yeah. to really show people show family you know like this yeah. is <laughs> this is what i do you know like this is something that's that's pretty cool that you can see feel hear touch you know that's something daddy worked on uh, um so yeah unfortunately probably not going to get to see it um uh, I, I don't have any plans as of right now to get down that's to a Florida. bummer yeah my girlfriend was i told her i came home that night from uh, this project that I've been working on um, and, and kind of broke that news to her and she had the same reaction as you. And she was like, she's like, well, we got to go see it. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, a trip to Disney is not just something that, you know, anybody can just pull, pull out of their behind, you know? Um, she's like, well, well, we'll look into it. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> all right, well, yeah, let's try, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely unfortunate news. And, and I mean, just really sad. I mean, sad on multiple levels again. <laughs> I mean, like I said, that, that project, um and they don't care obviously but that that project costed disney over 160 million dollars to produce oh yeah from from traveling all around you know from having production teams traveling all over the world to to record some of this stuff um to to you know the rights to all of it they basically revamped that whole 
the whole sound system for the Epcot night, nightly show that the sound system that they'd had prior to this show had been there for over 25 years. So they got this whole new system for this, this show. And now basically they've decided, um, in, in, if you, if you can go on YouTube and see it and, and, uh, you know, I suggest some of you, you know, if you're not going to get down to Disney, um, go on YouTube and just Google harmonious, uh, Epcot show. And you can see kind of what you, you don't get, like, there's no, there's no video recorded version of it, obviously, because they want people to come and see it, but there are people who've taken videos of it and you can kind of see what it's all about. It's, it looks pretty crazy. Um, but it's this big kind of monstrosity that's out in that lake that sits, that Epcot kind of sits on. So during the day, it's just this, these big still pieces that, that are out there. And, and apparently, um, you know, some people who are in charge now at Disney who weren't in charge through COVID and, and before COVID and, you know, of recent history have decided that they don't want those monstrosities out there during the, <laughs> during the day. So they're going to temporarily go back to the show that was there before that had been there for 25, 30 years um, while they come up with something new. So, yeah, definitely unfortunate news. Oh, um, that's a kick uh, to the groin yeah. right there. I'll tell you all, though. Um, if y'all want to at least appreciate it, and I highly recommend this, and I did this last week, and I'm going to do it again. It's a free suggestion box here for y'all. Um, there is a version of it that it is it is the actual music from the show um, that you can listen to, you can have on your phone, or you can you know listen to it on Spotify and iTunes and Tyler wherever. It's called um, it's called Harmonious. It's called Harmonious: colon, Globally Inspired Music from the Epcot Nighttime Show. Uh, or nighttime spectacular so once again and i, I can post a link to it if, if y'all need it but yeah it's called harmonious globally inspired music from epcot nighttime spectacular um it's 10 songs um it's 20 it's about wow. 25 minutes long but yeah i mean it's 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 so cool like some of the, the names of of some of these um ensembles are uh middle east india china africa europe uh, Latin America, U.S. Man. and and yeah, so it's 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 sad to hear that 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 really is what's happening. But I mean, in the co I guess you know in the corporate world we live in nowadays, and a big conglomerate like Disney, you know, they can I guess afford to 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 flush a hundred sixty plus million dollars of hard, hard work. But that's the thing too is like not only is it the hundred sixty million dollars and the you know the amount of 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 money put into it, but I mean there are hundreds. And probably thousands of people who put, you know, like me, like put weeks and months and years into a production like that, you know, and for it to really only get. And I mean, we were we were all told here's the thing. We were all told this was the next show and it should be when you hear this music. This is the music for the future of Disney. Like this is leading the world, leading the world out of kind of where we've been and into the future. We were told, like, yeah, this is the new Epcot show like this is gonna the last show lasted 25 30 40 years this next one's supposed to last that long too and a year and a half later they're like ah yeah no that ain't gonna work so <laughs> definitely definitely kind of sucks but um check out the music for me at least it's, it's pretty <laughs> moving um if you if you also I've had the cool thing about it is I have had some friends and family who've been to to see it um you know whether i've seen them post on facebook or instagram I, you know I, I comment i'm like hey i worked on that show you know and they're like oh my god wow really cool great so i've heard great things about it for the from the people who have gotten to see it um and yeah that's the soundtrack that goes along to it is really really cool and, and yeah just i worked on all of the, the choir music for it so the all of the kind of background singing that you hear and it is um definitely some of my work so but yeah definitely tough news to get um Yikes. on, on kind of on the heels of working on some other hopefully good great disney production as well but but definitely kind of sucks to hear that that's well i going think away. you you know honestly man you bring up a good point that i think a lot of lay people do not understand about our profession and that is that we can have several projects that we truly believe in uh we pour all of our passion and heart mm -hmm. into recording and capturing the sounds and the best fidelic, you know, kind of quality we can possibly capture it in. And, 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 you know, we're the unsung heroes. We're the people behind the glass that, that people don't see. And our passion is just as strong as the people in front of the microphones singing. And, um, you know, especially when you get something that's a little bit special that you think you can kind of show to your son and you feel mm -hmm. like, you know, this is something, like you said, it's going to be a legacy. It's going to last. And that's so disappointing. Um, 
yet I think I think we're sort of used to it. I think we kind of get yeah. used to that sort of uh well, this is temporary. I mean, I, I can only imagine how that feels and, and I can share that sentiment uh that sentiment uh in one of my big I thought break you know kind of breakthroughs was I got to produce um Uber had this massive campaign oh, yeah. um about how <clears throat> they were going to feature some Uber drivers and uh you know make their wish come true kind of like the make a wish foundation mm -hmm. and they would basically take this driver whose son was a musician and give him an entire recording uh, uh studio and facility and we recorded his original song and we brought in session players and we're talking like Flexon's band yep. um, to yep. come in and do it. And we had Run DMC uh, uh, basically give him some Adidas shoes. And yep. I mean, it was the whole shebang. And I was all in that video shoot. And um, how much, you know, I really was looking forward to that. And, you know, uh, it never saw the light of day. I mean, it died. Yep. <laughs> so it's like you spent fifty thousand dollars making this whole video production and probably more than that that's just the recording side mm -hmm. and, and and how much i had worked on that and i was of course working uh, working with patrick murphy um uh, amazing engineer and and a bunch of great people and and it just it was so disappointing to have that yanked out from under me i certainly understand the sentiment mm -hmm. Uh, when you're working on something that's such a global kind of thing and then it just doesn't get ratified in the corporate world for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, you know, you have all these musicians, you have all these, you know, production people who are so passionate about it. And man, boy, that sucks. I, I, I feel for you, man. I, I certainly understand. Yeah. That, yeah, definitely. Like I said, definitely it bit us in a weird way because it just kind of like it kind of it, it didn't slip out. But I feel like the producer um mentioned it like we had already heard <laughs> and we were like <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were like uh everybody what? signed the non-disclosures and everything we were, yeah, and it we still doesn't like, happen right we were like what oh. uh so yeah oh. definitely kind of sucks but yeah the good thing i and god i hope like and you had a you had a unsolicited about this just a few weeks ago i hope they don't take this record down man i mean oh yeah I hope yeah. they don't take this thing down. I hope the music at least gets to live on somewhere, you know, like, yeah, because it's, it's, it's unreal. And, and like I said, just the, the whole show, I could only imagine the amount of work that it took, you know, but just even just this music. I mean, I, I know for a fact, just the amount that I did was a ton and what we did, you know, and again, I mean, we did this, the, the story of it, you can find some YouTube videos too about the production where you can see, us recording it at sound kitchen on youtube and whatnot but i mean we did this through covid we had to have covid tests we had to wear masks we had yes. to have the singers yeah eight, eight to twelve feet apart with i remember that between i mean the whole i mean it was nothing you, you were telling me it was it was a real chore to get all that done yeah yeah so uh yeah so sad to see that that show is not gonna live any longer um you know def definitely sucks but Ugh. again i mean again it, it was it the, i guess the good thing is you know we were all kind of in there working on something else for disney so you know like <laughs> how bad is our lives really you know but it still you know it did it did suck to get right. that news so i mean and you know I, I remember we did something for abc where there were roses all over big boy studio yeah that was for the, um for beauty uh, and the beast right beauty with and the um beast with disney yeah uh, ABC, disney, but, but it was the um it was nashville. the nashville crew wasn't it yep. i mean it yep. was the uh yeah uh and at least you got to watch that on tv you got to watch it right. with your kids and you got to say hey i was a part of that but my gosh to go to all that problems and have no uh payoff at the end is... well, yeah and for one reason or another and i Ooh. mean I, in the last year and a half i you know i wanted to get down to disney i'd had plans canceled twice you know where it probably could have happened sure you know, but I mean, geez, it just, you know, it, that was kind of the plan was to go down there eventually at yeah. some point, you know, I was like, okay, I wanted to see it in the 50th year. Didn't happen, but you know what? We're going to get down there eventually and see it. And now yeah. Like, yeah. And it doesn't diminish everything you did. And, yeah. and, 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 but it's a great lesson for everybody who, who's listening. Um, and many other fear, uh, fields that are kind of unsung, you know, you do all this work and you don't have it realized that, Hey, that's 
my work. You know, I did that. It didn't get ratified or it wasn't produced, but yeah, my it gosh, get the life it, it deserved. I mean, like I said, I was exactly. I'm, it's still fun to see you know people, friends and family who've gone down there and, and seen it, and I can kind of say, hey, you know, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, guess what? I worked on it. You know, that that's been cool, but it, it would have been really cool to see in person and yeah, and, whatnot. and it just sucks to know that it's like I said, we were all told that yeah this is the show you know at epcot for the next foreseeable future and that's <laughs> 25 future. years you yeah, know that foreseeable future ended up being a year and a half so dang yeah. yep but oh well we like i said well, we, luckily we're luckily we're in there working on something else for disney so <laughs> that's right you know you're always moving on you're always working yeah. on something new so you're kind of like okay you know you take the good with the bad i guess yeah for sure well what do you got for us hopefully you got something a little more positive than that for us dang if i had known i would have prepared something as we have said many times before we don't really run these by each other so uh (laughs) this week's unsolicited is a question and the question is um is auto tuner ruining music alex well we're back to autotune. We're back and, and, to autotune. But not specifically autotuner. Okay. I, I mean this in in a global sense. So let me explain. Um, you know, now that we have the ability to have people perform on their tracks and we can go back and fix, you know, minor things, sharp, flat, you know, those kinds of production values we can we can kind of come behind them and fix them what is your feeling about that diluting the talent pool man how do you feel about that well i mean i've always said there's there's two sides to it um i think there are pros and cons to that type of thing obviously this debate and this conversation can go deeper into what else has come from us being in this digital world now you know what we can do with pro tools and what we can do with time aligning and uh, punches and fixes and that type of thing right um but uh, auto-tune has definitely it's 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 interesting because you also have the t-pain debate you know auto-tune has become somewhat of also an instrument or an avenue for people to explore and toy with um sure you know and, and use um but at the base of kind of what you're what you're asking me, um, I do think that it's allowed more people into this. I'm a singer. I'm a performer um, who otherwise without it wouldn't have a shot. Probably um, it's it's made like I've, I've brought this up before. It's made it so you can literally sing perfect notes without singing perfect notes. I've gone to live shows where um a live version of autotune has been running and literally said to you know the person i was with was like she cannot sing a wrong note right now you know to that level yes that's ruining that's ruining you know kind of authentic music it's fooling people um you know so that's kind of where i stand on it um it's (laughs) it's funny you bring this up though because just last night i have found myself and i wish i had the guy again we didn't plan this i wish i had the guy's name because i'd for sure call him out because i have no problem doing it and he's not the only one doing it um there's this guy one guy um on tiktok who i catch on my live um who he's like sitting in his home studio producing songs and 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 singing and god it's just all auto-tune like it's it's all auto-tune he's sitting there you know singing into this mic and it's like it's coming out just like it sounds computerized. He sounds like a robot. He sounds like autotune. And I'm like, man, like, I'm like, all right. And I'm thinking about it. Like you're talking about, like, I'm thinking about like from, from a uh, consumer side of things. I'm like, okay, is this stuff good? Like, is it catchy? Is he captivating an audience? All right, let me go to his profile. How many followers does he have? Where is he from? Um, you know? And, and I'm like, man, I, I, is it a thing now that you can build your career off of? I'm not sure. But can you fool people for long enough? Probably. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's the world we're in, sadly. And that's the other side. That, so I'm pl- I'm showing you both sides. Like that, that's that's where I'm at on it. Is I think autotune is a thing that if you're if you're in it, you know, if you're trying to uh 
to get a quick go viral, you know, or you're trying to get that one song that's like sounds catchy and, you know, gets a bunch of plays and, and people use it on TikTok and stuff, then yeah, sure. But is that really, yes, it dilutes, it, it dilutes what everyone else is doing. That's authentic. So right, is that, right. You know, are you, are you yeah. using it because you really can't sing, but you're trying to like get on, you know, I, I don't know. So for that guy on TikTok, I'm like, man, yeah, you got 250 viewers right now and maybe they're going to go buy this on iTunes. But like, can you do that live? You know, like when you go live, like when you're when you have a show live, like what what are you doing? You know, like I, I just don't understand you. And yeah, there's, there's, but but I mean, there's plenty of artists that I've that I listen to and follow and like some of their stuff. <clears throat> Khalid, uh, you know, like there's guys who can't sing, but who have made careers off of, you know, singing very lightly into a mic with auto-tune on it or to or, or knowing that it's going to be tuned to 100 percent you know and and get good production around it and whatnot so i don't know but yes it does dilute authentic true real music what we all love is a marvin gay is an aretha frank right right gay. right you know we all love we love those type of people and if you in the whitney houston's the mariah carries you listen to them and right. you can just tell that's a talented human being. That is a God-given talent, you know, and that's the difference. Like, right. God definitely gave us autotune, but, you know, I think. Well, and, <laughs> they, and they're, and they're auto using autotuner. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're using autotuner um, on some level. The, the question is how, how high the knob is. I guess the, the, the reason I bring this question up, and I, and I appreciate your insight, is because um, it, it's a global debate. I think there's a lot of people who are purists who feel like it's ruining music. And then there are people who feel like it's making music more accessible. And I don't disagree with either side. You know, I feel like um, what's wrong with taking people who are not phenomenal singers and making them sound passable to have their vision produce quality music that can sell uh the other side of of me though is the person who has auditioned many many times mm -hmm. um in a raw format and you right. can either do it without any help or you cannot do it without any help and that was the moniker that was the vision you know can you do it on your own and if you can't then you were garbage and there were no other versions of that there was mm -hmm. no other level and now uh that's not the case and you know i'm conflicted honestly man because i feel like people deserve to have help um, you know, there are people who have visions and voices who are not naturally gifted. And if this makes them become that in a certain space, uh, what's wrong with that? But the other side of me does have the purest in me that goes, listen, I was uh, brutally critiqued as a vocalist through most of my adolescence. And the only reason I got better was because I was told that I wasn't very good early on and I had to get mm -hmm. better. And so I strived to be better because I was told I was crap. You know what I mean? Like you, you there, there's a forging process here in my opinion, in my scope. And yet at the same time as a producer and as an audio engineer, I have no problem with anybody who wants to use auto tuner because it's not fair for you not to be auto tuned. The entire space you're competing with, are 100% auto-tuned. So it's like the person who's taking steroids uh, who can hit Mark McGuire home runs out of the park 40 times a night. That's not fair. That person has changed the bar. Right. You know, so so it's, it's, it's in the same kind of vein where you know, it's not fair to not be auto-tuned, but, but, but again, there's the degree, which we have mentioned before you're at the T pain setting. And then you're at the Patrick Murphy setting, you know, there, there are two different settings, you know, one's meant to be very subtle and the other is meant to be an effect. Meaning I'm not trying to hide this. It's literally part of my sound. Uh, and I'm not saying one's right over another, but, but I will say, I think there's a bigger discussion here get you to weigh in on you know and i appreciate you kind of talking candidly yeah. on it because you know from a live uh sort of um acting singing kind of um background that i have i have a certain premium on someone who can walk onto stage and be able to produce what they've done 
in a recording. I get very, very nervous when I think I've handed an artist something that they cannot reproduce right. live. I've auto-tuned you to the point where you no longer sound nor have the ability to reproduce it. I would feel like I'd be doing... I have the electronic capability of doing that, but I think I have the moral responsibility mm -hmm. of telling them you cannot reproduce this again. And I think that's why some of the music we have in modern times, and this gets to a bigger theme, we often talk about Alex and I, we want to make music that is timeless. Well, guess what was timeless? Guess what was timeless? It was not the production value of Thriller. Right. It was Michael Jackson's ability to sing. Right. You know, what was amazing about Marvin Gaye was his ability to sing. I, I go back as an old school person and kind of feel like that's where it stemmed from. It was talent. You can help talent, you know, you can help it. But but at the same time, there was a quality that was amazing. Dolly Parton is amazing, not because she receives help, but because her timbre and her voice was phenomenal. And I I guess I think uh, I've asked the question and I haven't answered it. So I, I feel like auto-tuner is making music more accessible to people who probably shouldn't be doing music. And right. I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think that's great for those who can work at it and have the ability, the kernel, as I say, to work at it a little bit more and, and become something better. Uh, but I do think at the same time that Auto-Tuner is ruining music because it's hiding in uh, I don't want to say inadequate. Um, I want to say, you know, people who maybe need to be moving on to other things in their lives and mm -hmm. they're using electronics to hide it. And I think that's the bigger scale here. That's the bigger argument I want to make is, you know, are we helping these people or are we hurting them by basically sowing them electronic delusion? Do you see well, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no. And that's kind of what I'm saying too, is like, I, aside from your T-Pain or, you know, future, um, you know, artists who right. are intending to sound like auto-tune, sound like a robot, because I don't think that's really what the point you're, 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 you're yeah. making. Not, not but, included. Yeah. Yeah. Those people who are not trying to sound like the future and the, the, the deep T-Pain, it's, it's for what I brought up. I, it's for like, what are you really after? Because eventually, like you said, you are going to have that moment that somebody, you know, you see somebody or you have a get thrown up on stage moment and you're somebody's like, yeah, sing this song, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, wait, you know, like and then there's your fall, you know, like or you're doing this to to have a sound, you know, something catchy or whatever. And in a one hit wonder type of thing or a viral thing, you know, I, I don't see people who can't sing using it to fool people for that long. You know, like, like I said, there are a few people who conglomerates are behind. I use that word again, you know, like labels are behind and throwing a ton of money at to, to also dress and make massive videos and, right. you know, all of that stuff, put that stuff behind these people and make them stars because they, but because they have these other attributes as well. Um, but I would say in 99. Nine eight percent of people who are doing that, you know, there is really no pathway to like a career, you know, when you're faking it. I'll just say that. You right, know? right, so right, right. That's that's the you point know, you know, I thought of something, Alex, that that would be an example um, that I feel like you would relate to. What what if somebody decided that um, NASCAR drivers could actually have an electronic component that would actually you know take the human element element out of it and make the lines much more defined mm -hmm. the acceleration the shifting and exactly the optimum time right. now there's a human still in the car but the you know doing the mechanics for you 
in a lot of ways. And yeah, I mean, that would be completely frowned upon. Fans would not like it. You know, drivers wouldn't like it because it would, it would be taking away the authenticity of what we're all there for. Period. So, so this is what's funny, isn't it? That, I mean, essentially we're talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about different, different subjects. And I mean, it could be the same thing as, you know, Stephen Curry has, you know, a computer analyze exactly the arc and angle to make him be able to nail a three from half court every time he throws the ball. That technology is out there. So again, I, I think of things in global scales and I think, you know, why is music so much different? Why are we allowed to add these electronic mm -hmm. elements to a performance, but it's not frowned upon like the way it would be in NASCAR. Like it would be in a, a professional football, professional basketball. Yeah. I only pose the bigger question because I just go, and, and, I, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because I, I'll just say right off the bat, I am 100% in favor of auto-tuner. I don't think anybody should walk in and say, I don't want to use auto-tuner. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm saying the bigger question that I have, I think the more interesting thing for me is, you know, people who think music is different from other professions, other skills that are learned over time through much repetition and much skill you know, is it okay to let an electronic algorithm walk in and change that for you if it makes you better? And in this case, we very much, I think, globally kind of accepted it as yes. But look at what it would be if it was in another scenario. It would 100% be, be, be considered cheating, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's a bigger conversation here. I just, I wanted to bring it up because, uh, I am an advocate of auto tuner, but at the same time I go, I just don't know um, how far we need to let it go, right. you know, because our technology is only getting better. Um, what if auto tuner at some point is able to make somebody who can't sing at all be able to sing? Is that acceptable? I don't know the answer. I'm just throwing out questions, um, which is another thing for you guys to join in on, on our uh, discord. Let us know, let us know what you think. I would love to, I'd love to hear what other people think about the subject because it's not going away right. and it's only becoming more prevalent. I mean, you know, we, you and I both know many big name AAA celebrities who are using this on the too much side of the mm -hmm. scale and it's acceptable. So when do we say enough is enough? You know, I don't know. I yeah. I mean, it may make it like, like I said, it may come to, you know, the, com the music community. It may come to like, okay, we're done being fooled. You know, like we want people who right. can sing and the and blowback. Whatever, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't how know. many of those people exist. So, well, not to be Debbie Downer here, but, you know, I, I wanted to bring that up because it's certainly something I was thinking about. And, and I'm curious what everybody has to say. So please let us know. Yeah. Uh, join in. Become part of the conversation. Alex, what do you have in your suggestion box? Uh, I'm going with another kind of throwback here uh, uh -oh. from the band Lone Star. Okay. Uh, I'm, I heard this. This is another kind of song. One of my favorite classic country, you know, early 2000s country songs uh, from it's called From. It's called Front Porch Looking In, um, and it's just, it's classic early 2000s country. Like, if you know Lone Star, like, Lone Star was one of the, like, king, like, king country groups of the era that, like, could literally tell a story. I'm talking about, like, they were the country music storytelling, you know, group. Um, their songs are literally a music video playing in your head. That's we, I know we say that a lot, but that's, that's what Lone Star is. Um, front porch looking in is this really great song, you know, basically about it, you know, a dad who's got, you know, a couple kids and a beautiful wife and a house. And, you know, instead of, you know, instead of looking out from his house to, to the world, you know, at the beautiful world, his favorite view is looking at the house, you know, at his house with his beautiful family and, and that type of thing. And I just love that story. Oh, yeah. um, it's, just, it's just a great, a great picture to be painted and in a cool way of looking at life. Um, but the audio engineer in me has to step out as well and say that there are 10 instruments in this song. <laughs> On, I mean, like, and I'm not, I mean, like, so a classic like Nashville, you know, band is like five or four, five or six instruments. Six, yeah. You know, that's that's pretty standard. They squeeze ten in here, and it's Dang. unreal. I mean, there's there's fiddle, organ, piano, drums, bass, electric, acoustic, banjo, 
um, harmonica, um, accordion. Um, I think there's got to be one or two more. I think I don't think that was ten I just named, but there. I mean, you listen to the song and just start counting. And this, in a song like this, actually, too, is is a song kind of when I come to a conclusion while listening to a song like that, that's how I kind of decided I wanted to get into music was I can literally listen to a song and, and single out every single instrument. Um, and yeah, so I, we, I was in the car with my girlfriend driving the other day and, and the song came in and I was like, listen, you know, I love the song. I just turned it up and jam it when it comes on, but I'm like, man, you know, you just, I have those moments where I'm like, you, you really appreciate what it is. And I'm like, Holy crap. Is that an accordion? You know, like what? You know, and and so yeah, front porch looking in Lone Star. Give yeah, it a some of their some just, of their best stuff recorded at the Sound boy. Kitchen, by the way. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The Sound Kitchen artist right there. Yeah, so great right. suggestion. But definitely give that a spin and just listen to the instrumentation. And and I mean that that right there is is a you know a 10 out of 10. If you again, you know, we give examples. That song is a 10 out of 10 on production, on songwriting, on mix. Sure. I mean, it's just that song is is literally perfection. So yeah, front porch looking in by Lone Star. Great, nice. Great, great song oh, and that's a great song too. Yeah. If you haven't heard that, you've had your head in the sand. I mean, I mean that's a, right that's there a... next to um to Mr. Mom. That's another one of their big ones with the For you know sure. music video that was on CMT twice an hour back when it came out type of thing. <laughs> right. You know, so right. yeah, 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 massive song, Lone Star, front porch looking in. So uh, great yeah, check that out. What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the well here in SZA. Um, oh yeah, yeah, my girl. God dang man, everything she does is phenomenal. But yes, it is. This one is just got. Oh, me. I can't wait to hear what. Oh one my you're gosh, say. she was such an earworm. I can't get it out of my head. It's a phenomenal song. I mean, the chorus is catchy as hell. You want to talk about earworm? This is this is a worm that's going to burrow into your brain the minute you hear it. And the lyrics are so damn catchy. I mean, the lyrics. If you can. Oh my gosh, the chorus, the chorus. That's all I have to say. It's called Kill Bill. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And it's off her 2002 album SOS. Um, God dang, man. Unreal. 2022, you mean her new album? I'm sorry, did I say 2002? Yeah, you said 2002. No, I said that to my wife too. I said 2002. She's been around that long. I said, no, no, I meant I meant 2022. This is very yeah. recent. This is her, yeah, this is her new, new album. album. Yeah, mm -hmm. 2022. Uh, SOS. Kill Bill. That's her number one man. song on uh, title right now. I'm just oh pulling gosh, title up right dude, now. It's her number insane. one song on there. It's so good. And this is not going to surprise anybody, but um, this is one of those that just I've been listening to for days and I mm -hmm. can't get it out of my head. I wake up in the morning and it's in my head. I go to sleep Heck at yeah. night. Um, got my kids singing it. Uh, and the, and the lyrics are hysterical. <laughs> They're not something you want your kids singing, but that's just the way it works around here. So uh kill bill SOS. yeah dude heck yeah I'm, I, I always get excited when you suggest like not <laughs> only R, not only r&b but like the modern r&b like SZA is literally this is the number one album in the world right now oh know? it's off my grid but my oh. gosh man it's on everyone else's so i mean heck apparently yeah. this is no secret but god mm -hmm. dang man nice kill bill yeah, I'm check hyped. it out. Hyped. As soon as you said SZA, I'm like, yes. What song is he about? <laughs> yeah. I've already been, I've already been here once, so I hate double tapping. But I, <laughs> no, I heard it, and I was like, man, I gotta suggest this. She's she, just she fire. She, um, and it, it makes me happy because she now is on your list of like, you see a new release from SZA, and I oh, know I'm it's on it. been from you. You know, yeah, like I'm, I've I'm got all about it. Like, and she's one of those. She's one of those to me. You know, yeah. but. Yeah, no, that's oh, and there's I, like more on this album than I could have oh, recommended, sure. but I'm like, yeah. you know, I so I had to pick one kind of thing. Mm -hmm. God dang, what a talent, what a vocal, insane. Yeah, Get on it, unreal. do yourself a favor. <laughs> well, everybody, that's another exciting episode. I hope you, you know, you guys are enjoying this. We hope you guys had a great time. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being along on the ride with us. Uh, hopefully some of this content is reaching you another long one, Alex, but, uh, you know For what? Sure. I, I appreciate the fact that you and I go back and forth. I mean, this is the best thing is when he and I both can kind of just kind of go off and, and, and give our thoughts. So, uh, we appreciate everybody. 
Uh, remember, if you need to uh, get to our Discord page, which we highly recommend, uh, it's all things uh, podcasts. I mean, Music on Deck podcast. It's it's everything. It's our online community. It's direct access to me and Alex. Mm-hmm. Questions, our community. Uh, if you don't know where to find that link, it is on our social media garbage, both uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, remember to email us. We're at the musicpodcast.com. Music on deck podcast. So, um, you know, just reach out to us. Let us know if you can't find the, uh, if you can't find the link music on deck podcast at gmail.com. This is Alex and Dave. And I just really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Peace. Peace.